Today is the 27th day of December. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is great to be here with you. Kind of in between, right? Like, uh, like we're feeling that, that Christmas is past. Like we're moving forward. And we have this sense of the arrival of the new year and new beginnings coming, but we're kind of in between right now. And so this can be a, well, it's a different kind of week, a disruptive week where we get to kind of think about what the next year might look like. And so as we do every day, no matter what time of year, or no matter what we're experiencing, we turn to the scriptures and we allow them to speak into our lives as part of the, the direction for our lives. So we're reading from the Good News Translation this week, and we will continue our journey through the book of Zechariah in the Old Testament today, chapters 10 and 11. Ask the Lord for rain in the spring of the year. It is the Lord who sends rain clouds and showers, making the fields green for everyone. People consult idols and fortune tellers, but the answers they get are lies and nonsense. Some interpret dreams, but only mislead you. The comfort they give is useless, so the people wander about like lost sheep. They are in trouble because they have no leader. The Lord says, I am angry with those foreigners who rule my people, and I am going to punish them. The people of Judah are mine, and I, the Lord Almighty, will take care of them. They will be my powerful war horses. From among them will come rulers, leaders, and commanders to govern my people. The people of Judah will be victorious like soldiers who trample their enemies in the mud of the streets. They will fight because the Lord is with them, and they will defeat even the enemy cavalry. I will make the people of Judah strong. I will rescue the people of Israel. I will have compassion on them and bring them all back home. They will be as though I had never rejected them. I am the Lord their God. I will answer their prayers. The people of Israel will be strong like soldiers, happy like those who have been drinking wine. Their descendants will remember this victory and be glad because of what the Lord has done. I will call my people and gather them together. I will rescue them and make them as numerous as they used to be. Though I have scattered them among the nations, yet in far-off places they will remember me. They and their children will survive and return home together. From Egypt and Assyria I will bring them home and settle them in their own country. I will settle them in Gilead and Lebanon also. The whole land will be filled with people. When they pass through their sea of trouble, I, the Lord, will strike the waves, and the depths of the Nile will go dry. 
Proud Assyria will be humbled, and mighty Egypt will lose her power. I will make my people strong. They will worship and obey me. The Lord has spoken. Open your doors, Lebanon, so that fire can burn down your cedar trees. Weep and wail, cypress trees. The cedars have fallen. Those glorious trees have been destroyed. Weep and wail, oaks of Bashan. The dense forest has been cut down. The rulers cry out in grief. Their glory is gone. Listen to the roaring of the lions. Their forest home along the Jordan is destroyed. The Lord my God said to me, Act the part of the shepherd of a flock of sheep that are going to be butchered. Their owners kill them and go unpunished. They sell the meat and say, Praise the Lord, we are rich. Even their own shepherds have no pity on them. The Lord said, I will no longer pity anyone on earth. I myself will put all the people in the power of their rulers. These rulers will devastate the earth, and I will not save it from their power. Those who bought and sold the sheep hired me, and I became the shepherd of the sheep that were going to be butchered. I took two sticks, one called favor and the other unity, and I took care of the flock. I lost patience with three other shepherds who hated me, and I got rid of them all in a single month. Then I said to the flock, I will not be your shepherd any longer. Let those die who are to die. Let those be destroyed who are to be destroyed. Those who are left will destroy one another. Then I took the stick called favor and broke it to cancel the covenant which the Lord had made with all the nations. So the covenant was canceled on that day. Those who bought and sold the sheep were watching me and they knew that the Lord was speaking through what I did. I said to them, If you are willing, give me my wages, but if not, keep them. So they paid me thirty pieces of silver as my wages. The Lord said to me, Put them in the temple treasury. So I took the thirty pieces of silver, the magnificent sum they thought I was worth, and put them in the temple treasury. Then I broke the second stick, the one called Unity, and the unity of Judah and Israel was shattered. Then the Lord said to me, Once again act the part of a shepherd, this time a worthless one. I have put a shepherd in charge of my flock, but he does not help the sheep that are threatened by destruction, nor does he look for the lost or heal those that are hurt or feed the healthy. Instead, he eats the meat of the fattest sheep and tears off their hoofs. That worthless shepherd is doomed. He has abandoned his flock. War will totally destroy his power. His arm will wither 
and his right eye will go blind. Revelation 18 After this, I saw another angel coming down out of heaven. He had great authority, and his splendor brightened the whole earth. He cried out in a loud voice, She has fallen! Great Babylon has fallen! She is now haunted by demons and unclean spirits. All kinds of filthy and hateful birds live in her. For all the nations have drunk her wine, the strong wine of her immoral lust. The kings of the earth practiced sexual immorality with her, and the merchants of the world grew rich from her unrestrained lust. Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out, my people, come out from her. You must not take part in her sins. You must not share in her punishment, for her sins are piled up as high as heaven, and God remembers her wicked ways. Treat her exactly as she has treated you. Pay her back double for all she has done. Fill her cup with a drink twice as strong as the drink she prepared for you. Give her as much suffering and grief as the glory and luxury she gave herself. For she keeps telling herself, Here I sit, a queen. I am no widow. I will never know grief. Because of this, in one day she will be struck with plagues, disease, grief, and famine. And she will be burned with fire. Because the Lord God who judges her is mighty. The kings of the earth who took part in her immorality and lust will cry and weep over the city when they see the smoke from the flames that consume her. They stand a long way off because they are afraid of sharing in her suffering. They say, How terrible! How awful! This great and mighty city, Babylon! In just one hour, you have been punished. The merchants of the earth also cry and mourn for her because no one buys their goods any longer. No one buys their gold, silver, precious stones and pearls. Their goods of linen, purple cloth, silk and scarlet cloth. All kinds of rare woods and all kinds of objects made of ivory and of expensive wood of bronze, iron, and marble, and cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, and frankincense, wine and oil, flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and carriages, slaves, and even human lives. The merchants say to her, All the good things you longed to own have disappeared and all your wealth and glamour are gone, and you will never find them again. The merchants who became rich from doing business in that city will stand a long way off, because they are afraid of sharing in her suffering. They will cry and mourn and say, How terrible! 
How awful for the great city. She used to dress herself in linen, purple and scarlet, and cover herself with gold ornaments, precious stones and pearls. And in one hour, she has lost all this wealth. All the ship's captains and passengers, the sailors and all others who earned their living on the sea stood a long way off and cried out as they saw the smoke from the flames that consumed her. There never has been another city like this great city. They threw dust on their heads. They cried and mourned, saying, How terrible! How awful for the great city! She is the city where all who have ships sailing the seas became rich on her wealth, and in one hour she has lost everything. Be glad, heaven, because of her destruction. Be glad, God's people and the apostles and prophets. For God has condemned her for what she did to you. Then a mighty angel picked up a stone the size of a large millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, This is how the great city Babylon will be violently thrown down and will never be seen again. The music of harps and of human voices, of players of the flute and the trumpet, will never be heard in you again. No workman in any trade will ever be found in you again, and the sound of the millstone will be heard no more. Never again will the light of a lamp be seen in you. No more will the voices of brides and grooms be heard in you. Your merchants were the most powerful in all the world, and with your false magic you deceived all the peoples of the world. Babylon was punished because the blood of prophets and of God's people was found in the city. Yes, the blood of all those who have been killed on earth. Psalm 146 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise Him as long as I live. I will sing to my God all my life. Don't put your trust in human leaders. No human being can save you. When they die, they return to the dust. On that day, all their plans come to an end. Happy are those who have the God of Jacob to help them and who depend on the Lord their God, the Creator of heaven, earth, and sea, and all that is in them. He always keeps His promises. He judges in favor of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free and gives sight to the blind. He lifts those who have fallen. He loves His righteous people. He protects the strangers who live in our land. He helps widows and orphans, but takes the wicked to their ruin. The Lord is King forever. Your God, O Zion, will reign for all time.
praise the Lord. Proverbs 30, 33. If you churn milk, you get butter. If you hit someone's nose, it bleeds. If you stir up anger, you get into trouble. Okay, so uh, so at the beginning today, we we're just mentioning like here we like we're in this in between between the Christmas holiday and the beginning of a new year, and so there's this week. And it's an it's a it's like a unique week out of any other week of the year, just because uh, it's bookended by major holidays. Uh, I mean, Christmas, obviously, uh, perhaps the most major holiday on the planet, and then that leaves one week until a, a new beginning comes, and we we sense that in this week that, that that a new beginning is coming, and so because of the fact that we have this new year in front of us and. That's a big thing. Like marking a new year is often a line in the sand for a lot of people about a lot of things. This is the this is kind of the week that we get serious about thinking about what we might like life to look like in the coming year. And so, you know, this is this is when we renew the gym membership. Right? And this is uh this is when we crack open the books about nutrition and we start thinking about how we might like to feel in the uh, coming months, how we might like to look one year from today when we're between the holidays again. Uh, and it's also time we, um, the world over, and this is a unique thing, and I've, I've noticed this all of the years of doing the Daily Yeti Bible. This is, this is the time that uh, that we think about our spirituality um, in ways that we don't the rest of the year. And so this is the time that a lot of people go looking for uh, for things like the Daily Audio Bible. A lot of you uh, found this community and uh, became a part of this journey that we're on uh, at, at this time last year. And that's happening right now. Um, in the lives of many brothers and sisters who, who are here today, like just checking things. Hi, welcome. Uh, glad you're here. Hope, hope, hopefully you're boarding for the journey through the, the Bible next year. This is what happens this time of year. But one of the things we might notice as we are doing this kind of contemplation, and I do this kind of contemplation every year, like what's the next year supposed to look like? What is in my life right now that is not serving any purpose? What needs, like, is just wasting my time? Uh, what do I need to move out so that I can move other things in? What do I need to move out to make space for nothing but uh, but God? Like, I think about these things too. We all think about these kinds of things, but a lot of times, and I would say most of the times, uh, what we're thinking about is exterior things. How can I balance and get in order my environment, my exterior environment. How can I lose that weight? How can I position myself to get the promotion 
that I want or to beat out the other candidates for something down the road? How can I clean my closets this year? How can I get rid of the clutter that's hidden everywhere? But, but I know that, that I've just pushed things to the margins in my home, maybe even in my life. How do I get rid of all this clutter? Obviously, uh, the rhythm of our lives containing the scriptures in them. Obviously, what we're doing every day, allowing God's word to speak into the day, absolutely uh, gives us direction for the path ahead in every conceivable way. Because here we are toward the end of the year now. This is a few days left. And we can see that on this journey through the Bible this year, just about every part of our lives, internally and externally, has been touched in some way by the Word of God. But as we move into the new year, there's one specific portion of the Word of God that can be utterly invaluable as we look for practical advice into the actions that we take. And that is the book of Proverbs. What we find by immersing ourselves in the wisdom that has been collected or the advice that has come as a result of the wisdom of the ages that are collected in the book of Proverbs is that Proverbs counsels us that uh, fundamentally we can move all kinds of furniture around in our exterior lives. Like we can move all kinds of things around, but if the clutter is inside of us, uh, it's still not going to bring us that sense of calm and peace and awareness and interaction and integration. The, the things that we're looking for in our lives. Proverbs helps us get to the bottom of why we are motivated to do just about anything. Uh, but at this time of year, why we are motivated to make these changes we want to make these changes because fundamentally we want our lives to go more smoothly. And yet, if our lives are in turmoil within us, uh, no amount of organization outside of us is, is going to fix that. Proverbs helps us get to the bottom of why we do what we do. And what we find in this ancient book is that the heart of people like like people were motivated after the same fashion thousands of years ago because the conflicts that we feel within ourselves uh, they're the same uh the exterior is simply different clothing so like we, we read one verse from the book of proverbs today if you churn milk you get butter. If you hit someone's nose, it bleeds. If you stir up anger, you get into trouble. Right, so we could be like, if you churn milk, you get butter. Is that really wisdom? 
uh, doesn't everybody kind of know that? Like, if you hit somebody in the nose, then it bleeds. Isn't isn't that obvious? Is that it? Like, is how is that gonna help me in my interior life? Like, uh, how does how does that help? What the proverb did here is state three obvious things. Two of them very obvious. The beating of cream yields butter. The striking of the nose causes bleeding. Those are external and very obvious things. And then it tells us one more obvious internal truth that is just as true as these obvious external ones. Stirring up anger causes quarrels. So if we just think about the new year, what do we want? Usually we want peace, right? More serenity of some sort in some area of our lives. That's why we would make changes. If we are feeling an imbalance in our body, like we're just carrying around too much weight or whatever, and we just don't feel good, that would motivate us to perhaps stick to it in the coming year and get our, get our physical bodies to feel the way that we would like to feel or, or any of the other things that we would change. So do you want more quarreling and, uh, divisiveness in your life in 2020? Like, is that what you want? Because the Proverbs is telling you how to get there. Stir up more anger. If you stir up more anger, it will give you more quarrels. Just like beating cream will give you butter and hitting someone in the nose will cause it to bleed. If you want less quarreling, less trouble, less divisiveness in your life, then the answer isn't to churn more butter or to punch other people in the nose. The answer is to stir up less anger. And as we move uh, out of the Christmas holiday and toward the new year, I mean, we still may have uh, friends and family around from out of town, or we may be still out of town or whatever, but we've been disrupted and un- enough to, s- to see that stirring up anger causes quarrels, right? I mean, we can see that when we're fighting for a parking place at the mall because of the 75% off sales that are going on. We can, we can find the materials to stir up anger out of just about anything. Thing. But if we would recognize what wisdom is telling us, stir up less anger, have less conflict, that's as obvious as stirring cream into butter. And yet, so often we still are confused about how anger got stirred up and why we are in this conflict. So we can see that we have to pay attention. We have to pay attention to what's going on inside of us to where we can feel and become aware that anger is being stirred up inside of me. And if I don't see this now and find out why, 
and go into the situation and correct the situation, whether it's with another person or whether it's just with ourselves. If not, this is going to whip up into some kind of conflict in my life. And I'm trying to avoid that. So I'm stopping here. I'm stopping the churning. And I'm looking at what's really going on before it gets out of hand. This is amazing advice for our lives out of one verse of the Proverbs. And so, we obviously read a portion of Proverbs every day. There's also the daily audio proverb, going through one chapter of the book of Proverbs every day. So going through the entire book of Proverbs every month. Proverbs are meant to be heard over and over and to be contemplated. So we spend a bunch of time right now, right? Like 10 minutes or more. Like we were just talking about one verse of Proverbs. We were considering, we were contemplating, we were focusing in on, we were asking of the scriptures, what are you saying for our lives? And if we could do this with any of the Proverbs, just one proverb a day, one verse of Proverbs a day, one little section, whatever, that you can focus in on and apply to your life uh, can change and will change a lot of things in the coming year. So while we're making our New Year's resolutions about you know getting in shape and decluttering and getting better promotions and uh, getting a new this and uh, getting rid of the old that... Let's think about how we might want to get very friendly with the voice of wisdom in our lives in the coming year. That might be the greatest New Year's resolution we could possibly make for ourselves and for everyone around us. And so, Holy Spirit... We invite you into that. This really is that time where we are thinking about these kinds of things. It's actually a gift that we have this disrupted week to think about these kinds of things because it allows us to consider how we might finish this year strong and how we might begin the new one strong. And so we invite your Holy Spirit to bring wisdom to us. Come, Jesus, we pray. In your mighty name we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website, and it is home base, and it is where you find out what's going on around here. I guess we're, we're, like, we're like in the in-between, where we are getting ready to uh, like disembark this particular voyage and uh, and then start a new voyage into the new year, and uh, we talked about uh, some some of the things that that we're focused on that we feel like the Lord's bringing into our lives. We talked about that for the new year uh, on the Christmas program that we always do. So there's this couple of words as we move into the new year. One that's maybe more like the decade, and one that's for the new year. Vision uh, being for 2020 and moving into this new decade. And uh, we just talked about, uh, I mean, that, that, that's a word that a lot of people are using. Vision, 2020, you know, seeing clearly, 
But I have spent a lot of time thinking about what does clearly seeing even mean spiritually? What does that look like? And uh, I just realize everything that we need to see, we, we can if we have eyes to see. Everything that we need to hear, we can if we have ears to hear, which is what Jesus continually told us. And so I'm like, okay, the kingdom is everywhere. The kingdom is now. The kingdom is happening. We know it hasn't reached its fullness, but Jesus told us it is now and it is in and among us. So what if we have vision for that? What if that's what we're looking for instead of everything that's wrong? Uh, because we get very, very obsessive about the things that are wrong in the world or in our lives. What if we spent this new year looking for the things that were right? What would that do to us if we spent a whole year looking for the things that are right? The things that God is doing. The opportunities that we have to participate in good in this world. And uh, so that's vision. And then... And Jill really felt strongly a word settle, settle into the new year and beyond. And so we're just uh, praying into that. Settle for her uh, it means settle, like settle down, like calm down. But settle also means to plant roots, to become rooted and stable and unmovable and unshakable. And so, yeah, we're living into that. So you can do the same as we prepare to move into the new year, begin to pray into that. What does that look like for you? What words is God giving you over your new year? So, yeah, that's what's going on around here. Uh, obviously, if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible here in these final days of the year, the... Uh, the gratefulness is real and uh, and the humility is real and the awe that, that we get to do this together every day, that's real. Thank you for your partnership. We wouldn't be here if we didn't do this together. So there is a link on the homepage, dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer the mailing address, is P.O. Box... 1996 Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174 And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, you can dial 877-942-4253 or you can just press the hotline button in the app, the little red button at the top and start uh, start sharing your story from there. And that is it for today. I'm Brian I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. This is a message for Scott in Utah who was suffering from ringing in the ears. Today is um, December 19th, and I heard your message today. I want you to know, Scott, that I am praying for you. I'm very sorry to hear your sadness and your almost despair and I hope that you reach joy soon Hi Daily Audio Bible family um, 
I'm gonna take a page out of one of our sister's books and, and choose to stay anonymous, but I just need some prayer. I don't really know what else, where else to go. Um, I'm driving home from uh, you know, worship rehearsal and you know, it just occurred to me if I drove in front of a, a semi-truck um, that I could probably be with the Lord tomorrow. But then, of course, you know, the, the Bible's pretty clear about, you know, not, not approving of suicide. Um, I feel really far from God. I don't know why I would want to be in this relationship with him where he's always right and I'm always wrong. He's always good and I'm always bad. You know, please just pray for me. I'm kind of at the end of my rope. I can't really talk to my family and I don't have any friends that I can go to about this because I'm not very close with any of the people at my church. Um, Thank you. Good morning, Davers. This is Jeanette from Canada, and I'm in desperate need of your prayers. My mom is in a care institution with terminal breast cancer in Maryland, and I'm going to be joining my sister who lives there, along with my brother from Boston, to spend the Christmas and the New Year um, with her because this may be the last time we will have a Christmas um, with her. But I also am experiencing extreme generalized peripheral neuropathy, which I do believe comes from um, post-chemotherapy um, or one of the drugs that I have been taking for it, or, or radiation, I don't know. But this is just something that is almost unbearable. It is so difficult to live with. It has no rhyme or reason. It's like electrical current going all over your body at various times. Um, frequency, strength, and I'm at my wit's end. And I have to fly. So I truly, truly need some prayers to anchor me. And I'm expecting that this will be healed because I have asked the Lord and many people are asking. Yet in the meantime, I have to be patient and wait. So I'm asking you to join me in prayer and help me as I, for, as I fly. Because if this is so troublesome, I don't know, flying will be very difficult. So I'm depending on you, my family. And I just love you all. Thank you so much for praying. Amen. Good morning, family. It's Daniel in Arizona. It is December 20th. Um, I've just wanted to put a prayer request, kind of a, an interesting prayer request, but I wanted to pray for drivers and commuters. Um, I do a lot of driving um, to work. Uh, I've been driving about an hour to work and an hour back. And uh, in the afternoons, I've got to pick up my kids. And I've just, I want to pray. There's just so many angry people out there. And it totally manifests in the way that they drive. And I mean, I, 
I don't know any of their stories or what's going on in their lives, but it just, I can just see people who are, are hurting or whatever. And I just want to pray for all the people. Again, I'm just seeing it manifest in the way that they drive. And I just felt like that was on my heart to pray for people who have commutes and long drives. And this would be a driving would be a time for peace. And, I don't know, for me, it's a time of listening to the Bible and reflection and being quiet. So, thank you. Have a good day, family. Father God, thank you that you are sovereign. Thank you so much for this world and this universe you have created for us. Lord, we lift up the nation of Australia to you. Lord, we pray for rain. Lord, we pray that you would be restoring the nutrients in the soil, restoring the the moisture in the soil, restoring what needs to be there for a good harvest in the next season, or even in this season, Lord. Father God, we do lift up those in Australia who rely on the land, the farmers, and also all the knock-on effects of other people who who are affected by this drought, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you be providing their needs. Father God, we thank you so much for the firefighters who are fighting those bushfires and trying to protect people and protect land. Lord, we ask for you to be at work. And Lord, we pray for an end to this drought that Australia can have the right kind of rain to recharge the rivers, to recharge the reservoirs, to recharge the groundwater. We ask your blessing on Australia and we trust in you for the future, for next season and the season after that, Lord. We pray that you'd be healing any damage done by this prolonged drought. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen. Hi guys, McKay from Gloucester. I hope you have a blessed day wherever you are. Bye. Hi, all you lonely ones. This is Rachel from Pennsylvania, and I was thinking of you, and I just wanted to say hello, happy holidays, happy new year. Um, I know this is not the holiday party greeting, but, um, you know, I was just thinking about you, so I wanted to say hello and um, let you know that I will also be thinking about you um, throughout the, the time between Christmas and New Year's. Um, I want to pray that um, you guys have comfort and joy and you find something to occupy your time with that brings you happiness and that God will be with you um, and help you to Uh, get through the holidays if they're tough for you um, with with a happy heart. And um, yeah, I guess uh, I don't know, I don't know names, but I know Prodigal, you came to my mind. Um, So happy new year. All right. Bye.